Young gospel. Young gospel. What's up, my brothers and my sisters? I am here back at it again, coming at you with a new podcast. I am going to title this message. Everybody wants to be king, but no one wants to be David. Let me say that again. That's pretty deep. Everybody wants to be king, but no one wants to be David. Everybody wants what's best. Everybody wants the best of what the world has to offer. We all want position. We all crave to be in the greatest places at the best times with the best people with the best clothing, in the best cars. We all want the best of everything. I mean, it's kind of part of our capitalistic society, if you will. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting the best, but it's the intention. Why do we want the best? And why do we need to work to appreciate the best? Now, We know that David was a king, but we also know that David was a man after God's own heart. Now, David came up as a shepherd. David was probably smelly most of the time because when you're working around farm animals, if if any of you guys have ever worked around farm animals, you know that these animals can, their odor can stick to you. And it's not an easy task. Animals are usually dirty because animals are not taking showers unless they are sprayed down by uh, a water hose or if they are or if the rain hits them but for the most part uh, from what I've noticed most sheep and goats nobody is taking them showers but you know for the most part I've seen horses get um, showers uh, by their owners so David was his task was extremely hard There was nothing easy about being a shepherd, especially in those times. You had to be a physically fit person to be able to climb up mountains and hillsides and, you know, both coming down from the mountain and going back up to the mountain um, because you were taking your flock to different parts uh, to graze so that they can find food. And a lot of times this food was free. And this is why you needed to be in shape to take your flock everywhere. And you wanted to be with your flock at all times because anything could happen Um, now and even back in the day. But I don't think as far as uh, David's times, they were there was dogs that would help with the shepherding. There was uh, dogs that were bred later um, in time where these dogs would actually live with the livestock and they would take care of the sheep. But for the most part, back in David's time, you needed to be the caretaker of this sheep. That's why they were called shepherds. Now, aside from being fit, there was also a great supplies of stuff that you needed to carry to complete your task. So David was probably carrying anywhere between, I would say 25 to 40 pounds, depending if he wanted to pack light or if he was looking at a lengthier time up in the hillside or wherever he he was taking these um, these sheep to graze. So he would usually carry a, like a leather bag that would contain 
food, uh, maybe some bread, some olives, some dried fruit, some cheese. Uh, he would also have a rod with him, which was a pretty good weapon to fend off any animals or any kind of person that he might have to defend himself from if they were trying to steal his sheep. The rod was usually about three feet long um, and they would kind of sharpen the edge of it to have a sharp edge in case they needed to actually hurt something while they're defending their flock. Uh, also, he would have a knife, uh, maybe a staff that he can use almost uh, as a trekking pole, if you will. He would also carry some kind of a personal water bottle container that he would carry his own water with. And he would also have a collapsible leather bucket just in case he needed to draw water out of a well to feed the animals. And he would also carry a sling and a small bag that he can place rocks into so that he can either frighten uh, predators or actually strike them. Uh, they were very formidable weapons, the staff, um, the rod, and the sling. These are things that you could potentially kill something with. David was not only in great shape, but he was also carrying a lot of stuff while he was out with his sheep. Again, he was in very harsh conditions. Um, some of those mountains can get very cold, snowing, and it could be as hot as you know what a desert climate feels like. You know, it, it reaches above, you know, 120 degrees Fahrenheit. So we know how hot that is and that that's extremely hot. So David was being forged and David was being prepared uh, to be a king. But before being a king, God had to take him through a preparation and being a shepherd was the preparation for David. David would be out with his livestock late at night. And if any of you guys have ever been out at night under the moon and the stars, it is very hard to see things at distances. I've been camping where I can see the stars perfectly, but I couldn't see more than 10 feet in front of me. If a bear uh, decided to come out of nowhere or a wolf, there was just no way I was going to see it until it was right in front of me. And that's a scary thought. And to be out there, with sheep that are not going to protect you they're most likely going to run away and can you imagine a bear just grabbing a sheep one of your sheep out of nowhere you're hearing this sheep in a, at a distance just crying out uh, you know at the top of his lungs and if any of you guys have ever heard sheep in danger they're extremely loud and it sounds like something is literally killing them and you are the person that has to go retrieve that sheep out of the bear's mouth. Now, I know the Bible doesn't really describe nighttime with these animals, but you have to understand also the, the way that bears and the way that wolves hunt. These are predators that typically are out hunting at night. Yes, they also do it in the daytime, but when, when they're in the presence of human beings and they can smell human beings, they're usually a little bit smarter and they'll usually hunt at night because they also learn our behaviors and they know that we are most likely sleeping at night. So on top of David being fit and carrying weight, he was also very brave. So these are already three great qualities in a person to be a leader of, of a people, a king, a leader. And this is why God was taking him through this path. Even though David could not see this, David did not understand. David was just following orders from his father, but the Lord had another plan the same way he has another plan for you. 
Now, sometimes you have your own plan for yourself. Sometimes at an early age, your dad or your mom are instructing you to do certain things, but you have to understand that these are also preparations for a position of leadership later on when God is ready to use you. Now, how many of you guys have been underestimated? I know I have. I know there was a time where I was pretty skinny and people looked at me and said, no way. This this guy cannot pull the weight. Um, this guy probably is not going to be uh, good for our football team or our baseball team or our soccer team. And, you know, we've all been there. We've all been underestimated by, by certain individuals. And that's what Samuel did. When the Lord said, find me a king, the Lord wanted to choose David. And Samuel was like, hey, this guy is short. He is very thin. He is a very small stature. What are we doing here? I mean, he's got older brothers that are bigger taller, stronger, seasoned in battle. Why are we choosing this kid, this this insignificant child, this young teenager that is shy, doesn't want a position of leadership, is skinny, and is short? Kings are usually not short. They're usually tall, good-looking individuals. And also, not to mention that at that time, the older brother would have received the inheritance. The good thing is that in this case, David's dad wasn't the king. The king was God himself looking for a king to rule over his people. So some of us have been underestimated, but we know that God has already taken care of the preparation. See, Christians are formed in battle. Christians are forged in battle. God says that he has to put us through the fire to refine us, to take out all of those impurities and prepare us for the battles to come. We have to be ready. We have to prepare. You can't call yourself a warrior if you've never been to war, right? You can't say you're a soldier until you've actually been in battle. And this is what God is trying to tell us. And he's saying, look, get prepared, get ready because I am going to use you. But what happens with certain individuals who feel like they need to be used immediately? Now, I see this a lot in the church where we have newcomers that have talents. Some of them know how to sing. Some of them know how to play instruments. Some of them uh, do have good uh, speaking skills and they probably would be great pastors and and leaders, but we have to be tested. We have to be tried and true. A lot of times I get, I hear certain people say, well, I play the piano better than this person, or I can sing better than that person, or I look better than that person, or I can speak more eloquently and I'm smarter than this person. But you have to remember that God sees the heart. While we're looking at the exterior of a human being, the outside features, God is looking at the inside features. God is not interested in how you look on the outside, but how you look on the inside. And this is why I've always, I've always known that I have to please God with what I do, not what I say. And look, I've been guilty of this before. I've been wanting to be um, a youth pastor for a very long time. I've always wanted to be in a position of leadership, but I also knew that there was a distinct preparation that I was going to have to go through, that I was going to have to endure if I wanted to be a youth pastor or a leader. I needed to cast all of this pride aside and really understand what God was trying to do to me and where God wanted to place me. And I'll tell you what, there was nothing greater 
than starting this podcast because with this podcast, I've been able to be used by God and I've also been able to reach souls the way God has intended us to do. He said, make disciples of all nations, carry this gospel, take it up to the mountaintops and preach on the mountaintops so that everyone can hear this message. For a long time, I was in charge of doing the multimedia. I was in charge of doing the sound and I was in charge of translating and I wasn't too happy with these roles. I just felt that these roles were insignificant, but you know, there was a lot of people that depended on me with these roles, even though I was more in the background and I'm more of a public person. I like to speak to people. I like to be uh, in position of leaderships, but I also had to understand that in, in this moment, God needed me to do this task. And I said, Lord, I'm going to be faithful in the little things. And I know you're going to increase my talents. And then you're going to put me to do the big things. So I ended up starting this podcast. And just because I wasn't being used in the church the way I wanted to, doesn't mean God wasn't using me at all. Sometimes the pastor is not going to use you. That doesn't mean God's not going to use you. There's always going to be people at work. Uh, there's always going to be people at school that are going to need you. They're going to need advice. And this is not the time to be shy. This is not the time to stray away and just hear people's problems and not give people feedback. This is the time for you to give somebody biblical feedback. Tell them exactly what the Bible says and let them make the decision for themselves and pray over them. Look, I, I, I love speaking to the youth. I love knowing that we're creating a future for the church. The elders, they have a function, but as the younger people, we need to win souls, young souls. We need to establish and get the future ready because God is, that's why God wants us to go out and come out of our comfort zones because the elders can't really bring the youth in. The youth don't like to listen to the older people. The youth like to follow other youth. And we have to be an example. We have to stand, stand up for righteousness. And David, in a sense, was being tested without him knowing, but because he was going to lead a people, a whole nation, he was going to have a kingdom and he was going to fight battles and he was going to win battles for the Lord. And not to mention his famous battle, which is his battle with Goliath. David wasn't prepared for that. Well, at least he didn't think he was. And neither did Saul and neither did any of the other soldiers think he was ready for it. Goliath definitely laughed at him. Goliath was making fun of them. But David's preparation in in darkness, in loneliness, in, in solidarity helped him overcome these harsh times. And God tells us, pray in the secret place that I may reward you openly. So we have to be in prayer. We have to be reading our Bible because there comes a time where your music, your singing, your dancing, your your eloquent speaking is not going to help. What's going to help is a preparation with the word of God. This is the sword. The word of God is a sword and we have to go out on our sword and we have to talk to people and we have to let them know what the Bible says. Your talent is, a, is, is awesome. It's great that you want to do something for the church. It's great that you're being used, but we have to take this message out of those four walls. Some people get so caught up in these mundane tasks and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I sing and I come on time and I'm here every Sunday. That's all fine and dandy. But remember that that's not the objective. The objective is to make disciples of all nations. The objective is to take out the message and be prepared have a great preparation because that's what our Lord Jesus Christ would have wanted us to have is a great preparation. And he's preparing us. 
he's preparing us. And when the time comes, we are going to go to battle. We are going to go to war. I remember a time where I didn't think I was ever going to do anything besides the sound and the multimedia and the translation. There came a time where the pastor looked over at me and said, hey, I need you to lead a group of people in the evangelistic ministry. I want you to be the leader. I want you guys to go to the parks, go knock on the doors, and let's try to win some souls for the Lord. I will never forget that day. I was so nervous, but I knew that my translating and my memorizing of scriptures was going to help me, and it was preparing me to go knock on those doors. And believe me, it was no easy task. People were spitting on us, there was dog ch dogs chasing us out of properties. There was people kicking us out of properties. There was people cussing at us. There was people, we, we were combating against spirits, uh, demons. I remember there was a particular uh, girl that we met at a park and we were trying to talk to her about Jesus. And she said, yeah, you know, can you pray over me? And when we prayed over her, a demon man manifested itself. And now we were fighting a demon. She went crazy. She started speaking with a very loud voice. She lost control over her body. And it was a very scary thing. But I had been there before. I had already seen an exorcism. I had already seen um, past. And, and, and leaders casting these demons out of people within the church. And I knew that I had to be in prayer and I knew that I was ready for it. And we prayed over the, the, the young lady and we were able to free her. We were able to liberate her from this demon that she had, but I'll never forget it. It was a very scary moment. And some of the people that were with me were very afraid. It's okay. I said, we're ready for this. We have to pray over her. We can't leave her like this. And, and you guys are going to help me again. That was a scary time. Just like the time that David was fighting against those lions to take the sheep back. You know, those days in darkness, those days of solidarity, that time when he had to fight Goliath, those are scary times. But if you have the right preparation, believe me, you will come on. You will come up on top. God will make you successful over your fear. God will take you to new lands and every time you win a battle you level up you get better you get stronger you gain more faith you you have a, a different reason to fight i'm very excited i wanted to share this message with you everybody wants to be king but no one wants to be david and i hope that now you understand what i mean by everybody wants to be king but no one wants to be david look i love you in jesus name this is all that i have for this podcast um, I'm going to prepare more podcasts for times to come. And I do want to start a new, uh, a new episode. Um, it's probably going to be a series of episodes. So there's more to come on that. There's going to be great testimonies. I'm going to actually interview people that came from very, uh, bad backgrounds, but that God has been using them uh, more to come on that. I love you in Jesus name. Uh, you can follow me at ygospel at gmail.com on Instagram. You can also email me at ygospel at gmail.com. I can answer any of your questions. If you need prayer, like I said, we have prayer warriors at church that are, would be more than willing to pray over, um, over your soul, over your situation, over your illness, because what we want to do is we want to spread the gospel. I love you in Jesus name. This is young gospel. I'm out. Young gospel. Young gospel.